right, welcome back, everybody. We're here with Ivy Torres. She is the Senior Manager of Nursing Education. Welcome, Ivy. Hello, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well today, and I am excited to be interviewed. Yes. So, I want to know, bring me up to speed. How did you start out and come into education? But I know prior to that, you did not work in labor and delivery. You did something else. So, take us way back and bring us up to today. Yeah, so I did a couple things. So... Um, I only mentioned this experience even though I wasn't uh, officially a registered nurse because I do feel like it's impacted the ability for me to have confidence when I started as a registered nurse and then helped perpetuate me into education. So I went to school at the University at Buffalo and then part of the clinical experience was to do internship slash practicum. Nevertheless, that happened on a step-down CCU, and up there, upstate, there's nowhere near the regulations with nursing students as they are now. I mean, now times have changed, probably. But nevertheless, I was doing femoral stick, dropping NG2, placing IVs as a student nurse. Like, it was just crazy. Wow. And, and now you can't even, like, touch the patient. No. <laughs> Femoral stick? Yeah, no way. Yeah, oh and gosh. so that was, like, when I did an, a stent in the ED for six weeks, and then I w- worked um, as a student nurse as a, on a step-down CCU. Now, that that was during my practicum, so there I was fully passing meds, fully doing assessments, reading EKG, like, short and when it would get busy like I would get an assignment like it was just interesting right I didn't think twice like I just thought like wow this is wonderful that I get this opportunity um but then they were really good at teaching so every code in the hospital the expectation was that I would go to that code um and so it was really quick I caught on quick like so for every code you're either documenting or handing over fluid like it so it was very natural for me to attend codes before I was a registered nurse. So once I became an RN, I tried to come back to New York City and get a job here, but there weren't any jobs for new grads. And that like hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. My loans were going to repayment. I had no money, Michelle. <laughs> no, no money. And I ended up having to go back to Buffalo. So literally, I moved down to New York City. Couldn't get a job. Then moved right back, moved to, back Buffalo. to Buffalo. Wow. And they were in the process of making a position on the step-down CCU where I worked. And we all know, like, that takes a little time. But I really, like, literally, my loans were about to go into repayment. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, is there anything else you can offer me? And they said, yeah, we have a psych position open now. And I said, done. Get me in. And so I did psych. Um... What, what age group? Yeah, so it was adult psych. And so there, Erie County Medical Center is a tertiary care center, mm-hmm. um, trauma hospital, known um, psych unit run by the government, which, interestingly enough, they had a lot of good resources. Um, but nevertheless, mm. uh, and you literally get a lick and a promise of an orientation, four mm-hmm. weeks off, and there I was. Uh, it was new grad in psych. New grad, one RN, one LPN, one nurse's aide running a psych unit. How many patients did they get? Uh, so it was 30 bedded units. Wow. So one was a 30 and the other one was a 30. Wow. But um, that, I mean, I think things happen for reasons we just can't understand. Mm-hmm. And 
I would say I was relatively shy, and that just builds your backbone. It, yeah. You get uh, fight. You gotta build thick skin for kids. Like. <laughs> yeah, fight or flight response, and you can't fight and you can't fly. You have to, you know. Yeah. You know, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I did psych. Okay. But uh, I knew I was losing my my uh, skills really quickly. I still was putting in applications in New York City. I wanted to come down to live yeah. with my parents. I yeah. wanted to live for free and make you know. Yeah. R M K. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And finally, Long Island Jewish Medical Center reached out. They had a neuro um, med surge position, and I was so lucky to have. I, I, I really, really would have taken anything at that point, mm-hmm. and I got it. Wow. So I was so excited. So it was a neuromed surge at neuromed LIJ. Neuromed surge at LIJ back when Long Island Jewish was the designated neuro of the system. Okay. Um, prior to everything moving over to North Shore. So seizures um, was very common. Like, we wanted patients to seize so yeah. that we can better titrate medications. Um, we did EEGs, like all types of crazy stuff. We even had like these studies where they would put electrodes in the like brain matter. Like, mm-hmm. and this was an automatic one-to-one because if you seized, um, we really needed to prevent you from pulling or mm-hmm. because you would pull out brain matter. Like mm-hmm. it was like so wow. cool. Yeah. Wow. On med surge. Uh, yeah, neuromed surge. Wow. I, I mean, and it also was, Sometimes we had several of those patients, and sometimes we had none. And right. then we had we did all types of surgeries, laminectomies, yeah, um, or you know regular dementia with your little old lady yeah. um, trying to you know yeah whip you yeah <laughs> give you a little bite. Yeah. So then what? So how'd you get into labor? Did you go from there to labor and delivery? Yeah. So they were building Cats Women's Hospital at the time, yeah, and yeah. I thought I liked obstetrics or thought I would come mm-hmm. into it. I did find myself doing YouTube videos, looking at births, and I I just didn't know if I had romanticized it, and I was very careful about that, and I didn't know if it was going to do anything for me, mm-hmm. um, but hey, they were building a new hospital. They were onboarding several nurses in preparation to get into the newer space, and so I interviewed, and thankfully you know, got the position, that was an interesting ride and an onboard, but nevertheless. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Nevertheless, uh, it, I find that OB education was never really a solid platform, and it isn't until recently that it has become more of a solidified mm-hmm. foundational type of approach. Gotcha. Where before it was, hey, this is EFM, hey, this is, and, and, So this and must have drawn you into why you wanted to teach in labor and delivery. Oh my goodness, yes. I mean, I was surrounded by some really brilliant nurses, and the explanation or rationale to a lot of the things that I asked, mm-hmm. I'm a very curious person, yeah. was just like, just didn't make sense. And then when I would dig in and try to find the, like, answers, mm-hmm. I'd be like, whoa, that's like, so not what you just told me. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, okay. So, but I know that you were assistant nurse manager for a little bit too, right? Yeah, so I ended up uh, working in the old building. We then transitioned to the new building, um, and then we got slammed. Like, we were, all of a sudden, the leading hospital to deliver. We had beautiful rooms. They were, like, hotel. People were literally coming off the street with their prenatals, like, I'm delivering here. I am now in labor, I think. Anyways, it it was rough. It was really rough. 
Um, and I was always driven and passionate about making things better um, or just suggesting how to make things better. And then eventually, after about three and a half years of being a staff nurse, I transitioned into the assistant nurse manager position on a maternal fetal special care unit and a women's surgical unit, which was nice because it blended both of my previous passions and experiences. Um, so it was interesting jumping between both. However, mm-hmm. I was a night A&M, which also meant running the division, the whole OB division. Um, yeah. Yeah. That could be a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So from there, after you were in A&M is when you went into education? Yeah, so I was getting my master's in nursing education. and Where did you get your master's? At Stony Brook University. And then you taught clinicals too, didn't you? I did. I did end up uh, teaching um, clinicals for Stony Brook after I graduated um, at LAJ, which was was very nice. It was fun. It was good. and then I still did it when I onboarded here because I had signed a contract. And right, everything. right, right. And that was just wild, but, yeah. you know, why not? So why did you come to Northern Westchester? Northern Westchester, yeah. So uh, being an OB educator at LIJ, I was able to immediately develop that labor and delivery fellowship. And so I started off on a high. Like, you just graduate nursing school as an educator, and then you get your dream job, and then all yeah. of a sudden you're developing a fellowship. Like, yeah. whoa, yeah. like, just mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, and then I did too much too fast. I, I mean, LIJ is an animal. There Mm -hmm. is literally, and, and this is how you can get burnt Burnt out. out. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they, we did, there was a lot of turnover. And so literally 80% of what I did was on board, on board, on board. And you put your passion and your heart into really onboarding people Mm -hmm. because it's such a rough place to work that, you just trying to help them survive, and then they would leave. Right. So you, everything you put all your effort into that, <laughs> yeah. and it's like to see it go, it's like, ah. Oh. So literally in one year, I onboarded like 50 people. Oh, and, and it was Wow. And that was just the beginning. Like the second year, it was even more. And, and the yeah, hardest wiring. part was they weren't leaving to go to other units. Like, if, I get it. L&D is not for you, right? Mm-hmm. You want to go to ICU. You want to... They were leaving to go to other labor and delivery. So here I was training labor and delivery nurses to go to other hospitals. Now I look at it like, yeah, I know a lot of nurses in a lot of hospitals and labor and delivery. A lot of nurses in a lot of places. (laughs) So all is well. I have a good network of... um, Your OB peeps. OB peoples, yeah. Okay. So you came here. You moved here. Oh, bananas. Tell us how you got here. Yeah, so there was a couple of other uh, factors that drove my decision to trying to look elsewhere. Coincidentally, I was looking to see what else was out there beyond Long Island. Was interviewing simultaneous Northern Westchester and Buffalo. And oh, wow. Buffalo... That's, that's a big, big reach. Yeah, so I, right. I mean, good times in Buffalo. Good lifestyle in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That's where I met my husband. So it was almost like romanticized too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, let's go back to mm-hmm. where we met and, you know, yeah. rekindle mm-hmm. the love. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nevertheless, and they were like just out of this world. Like, they flew me out there. They wined and dined me. Wow. So it already it was like intrigued. You were like, sold. Yeah. Um, I mean, here I was coming, not what happened here. <laughs> coming from the trenches Sorry. and yeah. somebody pouring me a glass of wine. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then Northern 
gave me the ability to bring education to a different level in obstetrics. And that being my driving passion, I said, done, deal, and let's let's try this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know now about Joe, because I know a lot about your career. Oh, Joe, How my did husband. you meet Joe, your husband? I met Joe at the University at Buffalo when we were the ripe age of 19, oh. um, dancing. So I guess dancing. that's something you don't know about me. No. <laughs> Tell me more. We Is were part like of salsa? the uh, yeah, Latin American oh. Student Association. We started up uh, a dance troupe. And we did a lot of um, performances, but we were very, um, from like, the very beginning, never ever wanted anyone to feel like a third wheel amongst us. Yeah. So we were never a couple in dance. Gotcha. Um, we d- didn't dance together until senior year of college. Wow. Um, did we, you, you like performed places? Oh, full on performance wow. competition. Oh, you're going to have to show us. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any videos? I do. Oh it's my so gosh. Crazy. I can't wait to see no, this. No, 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 no. <laughs> we'll get you out one night. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll get you yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What else don't I know about you? Oh, dear. Is there another deep, dark secret? No, not that I can think of. Okay. Yeah. So then tell us about your babies. My babies. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the education division and the MCH division know my stories. Um, I did have fertility challenges with Liam and um, literally in this whole interim of moving from LIJ and then coming here and trying to find a place. I got pregnant within like four weeks of all of that. And so everyone's saying like, oh, Ivy, you look like you're losing weight. I'm like, no, you're just meeting me now with my pre-pregnancy weight. And because what happened was I came, I got pregnant with Liam, then I went on a leave, I came back. And serendipitously, I got pregnant with Liana. Like, I don't know how that happened. I Stars aligned. We all know how it happened. Yeah. We just don't. <laughs> just didn't know it And happen. so the majority of the team only know me kind of either pregnant or postpartum. So, <laughs> yeah, just heading on back to my pre-pregnancy weight. Yeah. There you go. Well, <laughs> it's not easy to get there. I know that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, all right. I'm going to rapid fire things at you. Okay. Favorite color. Blue, no, not blue, purple. Oh, why do I wonder if like, my subconscious wants know. blue? I think because your wall is blue. Oh, maybe because you're looking at the blue. Yeah. Okay. Um, where do you like to vacation? Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Okay. If you had to go on a dream vacation, where would it be? Thailand. Thailand. Ooh, cool. Okay. Favorite food? Thai food. Thai food. Hence the Thai bubble tea. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> bubble tea, which apparently, I just read an article, there's going to be a boba shortage in the United what? States. Really? Yeah. Now, now we've gone too much. Like, oh I, COVID God. I could handle, but yeah. boba shortage on top of that, Come I don't on. know. <laughs> we got to find a new place to get that from. Yeah, I think we should get bubble tea before the shortage is, I like, know, real. and then we get none. Yeah. Crisis is real. Okay. What do you read? So... I am getting my doctorate. Yeah, I'm getting my doctorate in nursing education. So reading for fun is very hard these days. Yeah, I, um, I feel you on that. So with that, I listen to books sometimes okay. just to get that part of me, my cup filled. Uh-huh. The latest book I read was Becoming by Michelle Obama, and that offered a lot of good perspective. Mm, okay. um, I will say, like my all-time favorite book that got me through a a good amount of my career decisions and assertiveness it was lean in mm. it's written by the coo of facebook who mm. is a woman 
Um, and it's just literally coming to the table and putting yourself out there as a man would. Because as women, we, we don't tend to do that. We don't do that. Yeah. Period. Nope. Okay. What about stress? What do you do for stress relief? Oh, my dear. Stress relief. Yeah. What is that about? We've got a lot of that in this role. I and in nursing in general. really appreciate this education division for holding each other accountable and really trying to self-care and to have self-care practices. So I will say that, um, like, taking that walk mindfulness um those are opportunities those they're little short opportunities but they're i I think they do make a world of a difference so i that's what i do for um for now because my um my schedule is pretty packed (laughs) yeah don't always get the time to to do all those that you want now um so nicole being our new educator and we're having a little shift and transition um what kind of tips tricks advice what would you want to give her yeah so I guess I could relate to the absolute excitement and joy of the position um and so I warn you to just pace yourself like we're running a marathon we're not running a sprint um and I had someone telling me that I had an amazing co-educator who had already been well established and she would say Ivy you're crazy you need to stop and I was just very headstrong Mm -hmm. and granted this was me prior to kids Mm -hmm. prior so you know I think you mature through life um and things have to happen in order for you to really have that vision um so yeah just pace yourself I would say start off put some objectives um macro goals and micro goals and yeah just discuss it and because you'd be surprised how many people you can have help you achieve those goals good that's some good advice mm-hmm. all right well thank you for your time oh why well, thank it you it was wonderful getting to know you a little bit better yeah i'll see you guys around Great. Right. oh thank you